So the Asian markets mixed despite another record close on Wall Street. Yes, Sakina. I mean, uh, you know, we've uh, seen the uh, record close in the the U.S. market. We continue to see a very strong performance uh, by the U.S. market. Uh, I think a lot still to do with the, um, you know, the excitement, the positivity around the uh, tax plans that uh, Donald Trump uh, announced uh, last week. So a lot of, um, um, uh, you know, positive um, uh, development around that and a a lot of, um, you know, uh, optimism around what those tax plans are going to do to the U.S. economy. And of course, for corporate America, lots of uh, tax cuts announced. And I think we're seeing, uh, we're seeing a lot of, um, you know, that positive sentiment still continuing into, into the U.S. market. Um, unfortunately for, um, you know, for the Asian session, it looks like uh, that uh, positive sentiment is um, somehow uh, reducing. We're seeing some weaknesses in Australia. Uh, the ASX 200 down eight tenths of a percent. Uh, we are seeing some pressure as well on the Nikkei moved um, into the negative territory uh, there. We've uh, got a stronger yen um, hitting some of the exporters um, in Japan. But there's also been some, uh, you know, some, 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 some news out. Nissan um, is in the news for all the bad, um, all the, you know, the, the bad reasons um, said to have falsified uh, some of the inspection uh, documents. Um, it, 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 the report is that, uh, you know, some of the uh, so there's some um, cars that were not inspected uh, properly, uh, properly, and um, the investigation is ongoing. Nissan is down two percent in uh, in Japan, so we are seeing some negativity uh, there um, in in Japan. Um, in uh, India, we are waiting for the Reserve Bank um, of India at the meeting. There, they are expected to leave rates uh, unchanged. Of course, the uh, Indian um, uh, economy is still, um, you know, slowing down. We've seen it uh, slowing down in the uh, previous quarter. Um, it came in at uh, 5.7 percent. You know, it's a kind of growth that you would think um, it's, it's, it's good enough, um, especially uh, given where South Africa is growing. You know, 5.7 percent, uh, that would certainly be very good for South Africa. But, of course, for India, uh, with the population uh, that they have, um, this is certainly one of the weakest um, uh, growth that uh, they've experienced in many months. So the Reserve Bank of India expected to leave rates unchanged this morning. The growth is expected to be uh, to still be above uh, 6% uh, next year. But I think the uh, Reserve Bank certainly has a room to leave the rates unchanged. They did cut in the previous meeting, uh, but the expectation is that this time round they will leave the, the rates unchanged. So... Uh, a lot of um, that um, uh, monetary policy meeting to watch from India. Uh, the um, market in uh, Hong, Hong Kong trading up. Um, we are seeing some positive senti- sentiment there, hence up by uh, six tenths of a percent. Uh, some positivity there. It's their last trading day today. Tomorrow they are on holiday. Uh, in uh, China, the market remains closed, as we know. Um, so there's not much um, uh, trading happening there. The volumes are, are low. But um, all in all, uh, a bit of a mixed picture, I think, a uh, contrast to what we saw uh, yesterday in uh, in the U.S. Well, uh, let's move on quickly to President Donald Trump. Uh, speaking of the U.S., there, Maudi, um, uh, Trump's advisors have given him a final list of people that they're recommending as candidates to lead the Federal Reserve. Yes, we know that um, you know Janet Yellen's term is coming to an end. And, of course, uh, Donald Trump is tasked with the responsibility to, to select the new um, you know, the new um, uh, uh, chairperson um, or the Fed governor. Um, and, and of course, he's uh, been given a list 
of um, you know the candidates. Um, what um, was quite um, positive is also the fact that the Janet Yellen is still on the list, um, according to the reports. Um, the four candidates, uh, the name nominees that uh, that have been selected, Janet Yellen is on that list, which says that Donald Trump is um, also considering Janet Yellen, um, you know, a, a reappointment um, onto that position. It is very important uh, who he selects. Of course, we know that uh, the Central Bank or the Fed. Um, it's one of the key or played quite a pivotal role uh, in steering the U.S. economy out of the recession. So who he selects, it, it's very important. And, um, you know, all eyes will be on Donald Trump to see exactly who uh, he selects. Will, uh, will he reappoint uh, Janet Yellen or will he go with um, the new uh, governor? Um, so we wait to see, um, and especially because who he appoints has an impact on how the Fed uh, will move going forward because all those um, who are nominated, they are quite different in their views uh, with regards to the interest rate uh, policy um, and, of course, how um, previously in their various positions that they had held. They're quite different in terms of their view and uh, it could impact um, on the interest rates going forward. Um, if he continue to retain um, Janet Yellen, I think the status quo would remain. Uh, which we know uh, very well that uh, Janet Yellen is in favor of um, gradually increasing interest rates, um, you know, at, at, at a gradual pace and continuing with the unwinding of that balance sheet. Um, I must also uh, emphasize that uh, in addition to the um, the, the, the Fed chair uh, position, there's also an appointment that has to be made on the vice chair. So he's looking to appoint not only the Fed chair, but also the vice chair. Stanley Fisher, who's current uh, vice chair, is also retiring, and of course, a new appointment will be have, will have to be made uh, on that position. And just a quick one: uh, the Bitebridge border post, key topic during the annual binational commission, uh, where plans to eradicate border delays uh, that actually affect the economic activities between South Africa and Zimbabwe were discussed. Maori, any key takeaways for you from there? Yeah, look, I think for for the first time, Sakina, it was quite interesting to see that the uh, the two gentlemen really talking very very much uh, direct about things that needs to be done to improve, you know, the trade between you know African countries. We've had lots and lots of talk shops um, around the intra-Africa uh, trade. We know that intra-Africa trade remains very pivotal if um, Africa is to grow and, and, and really transform its economy. But in the previous uh, meetings, we were all just heard about talk shops, no implementation. I mean, we know what the challenges are. Uh, the fact that uh, just going into Zimbabwe, it's a nightmare. Uh, those are some of the challenges uh, that needs to be dealt with. And I think it was quite um, encouraging to hear uh, both uh, President Jacob Zuma and uh, the Zimbabwean president uh, talking about plans to uh, to deal with the the, the 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 problems that are being encountered at at these uh, borders, um, you know, to improve intra-Africa trade, uh, some of these challenges um, have to be dealt with, especially the issues of transport, um, the issue of access into those uh, into into those borders. There are a number of others. I mean, also including tariffs uh, disparities, you know, the red tapes of just uh, going in between. Uh, these two in, in, into the different countries in, in Africa. Also, the regulations are some of the ones that they did not mention. However, those are some of the challenges that um, really need to be dealt with. Also, the taxes, the various taxes that uh, are very confusing 
um, some of the bottlenecks that are impacting quite negatively on intra-Africa trade. Um, currently, the steps uh, uh, sit at around 13% um, of the intra-Africa trade uh, that is taking place among the, uh, the African uh, countries. That is way too low compared to what the other, the likes of Europe, for example, uh, trade at, which is still around 40%. Um, so significantly lower, and it has to be improved. And it begins with ensuring that all these bottlenecks, the red tapes, are dealt with. And I think it's encouraging. Hopefully it gets implemented. We move away from the talk shop and we begin to implement those policies that are going to improve uh, these things. Well, Maudi, we'll chat again tomorrow. Thank you so much. Maudi Lentswane is CEO of Lehumo Investments.